Oh, John, quickly before we get the show going. Before we get the show on the road. This is going to be kind of a last-minute announcement, but we'll just go ahead and throw it out there anyway. Mm -hmm. We're going to be doing a game night over at Game Point Cafe in Nashville. When this episode drops. I'm pumped about this, baby. Let's go. When this episode drops, if you're listening to it on the first day that it drops, the game game night is tonight. Yeah. If you're listening to it the next day, sorry, you missed it. That's but right. also, you're going to have to drive all the way to Nashville. But if you're in the area, we'd love to game with you. We, we're going to try to do this again Absolutely. in the future. But we just thought, hey, let's just do it, and we'll see who comes and have a if good time. If we get invited back. I mean, it's it's possible that it's just me and you there. Oh, man, that's a little awkward. No, no Sean's coming. Okay. okay. I know I know. we got it. Our friend Patrick uh, There's at coming. least one. He is? Patrick Patrick Jones is coming. Yes. Did he tell you that? Yeah. Sweet. I also told you that twice. I don't listen to you. Anyway. Rick's going to be there. It's going to be a good time. We're going to be uh, hopefully hanging out with the uh, with Ivy Studios as well. Ivy Studios is that right? Does, does Moonrakers? Um, they're going to be they're going to be at least coming by and saying hi to us. Hopefully, wow. so yeah, it's going to be a fun time. We'll just we'll just see how things go and pay attention. We might do. Hopefully, we'll do more of these in the future. Hello, residents of Meepletown. This is Dean. Johnny Gatlinburg. And today... How about that? How about that? Today, we're going to be starting our top 50 board games of all oh, time. Oh, yeah. 20... Oh, yeah. 2022 <laughs> what edition. What you, what? What so you? thanks for joining us for episode 107. Hello, residents of Meeple Town. If you were here right now, you would see Dean with a, a chili pepper in his mouth. Oh. You know what that's about, Dean? I know that video. We've talked about that on here before. Oh, have we? Yeah, uh-huh. I think we have. Okay. Carolina Reaper, Reaper sauce. Oh. What's that guy's name? Uh, the, the pepper guy, maybe? Yeah, I don't know. Just, you know, if we haven't... Just go, just go Google the pepper guy. <laughs> I don't know, hot pepper guy, like on TikTok or something, like he's all over that. You think if you Google hot pepper guy, that's going to show something else? I mean, you never, uh, you know, I mean. With, with caution, Google that, maybe. I'll Google it right now. Google image it. I'm going to I'm gonna no, Google hot pepper guy. I'm not no. going to Google image it. This is live on the air right now. Okay. We're going to see if something. <laughs> live, live audio. Boot comes up immediately. Hot pepper guy? I think. That seems right. Some he always old guy his, eating pepper, I think, is the first thing that... He always yeah, has yeah, his camera it. in uh, portrait mode. That's all you have to do. Because it's like a TikTok. He's a TikToker, right? That's right. Okay. Yeah. And he do, I think he does some YouTube and stuff like that. So yeah, the very first two things that come up are two YouTube videos with him. And the first question is, who grew the Carolina Reaper? Because he always eats the a Carolina a Reaper. Oh. It's, it's good. My wife is going to hate the beginning of this podcast. She doesn't like that guy? She hates that noise. Oh, okay. Does she like him? Uh, No. She doesn't like him. She doesn't like the noise. In fact, what was happening this week? We were playing a game, and one of my kids was making some weird noise. And I'm like, gosh, that is really annoying. She's like, about as annoying as your Re- Carolina Reaper noise. But she had to have known in saying that, that you would immediately quote him and make those noises because i know 100 percent you did that right yes immediately as soon as she she said she did not like yeah i mean like when you say you don't like something (laughs) you are giving me a license to do that thing or if you do really it's just a i'm going to reference this thing and then the other person will immediately quote that thing whether it's out of distaste or whatever they're just going to do it by by they i mean you that's right and myself i do the same thing (laughs) 
My wife also does not like the noises that he makes, but my kids love it. They think he's hilarious. (laughs) Oh! It's just, here's the thing about that noise. Whether you like it or not, it's fun to make. (laughs) There's just certain noises that are really fun to do. So I want you, everyone right now, who is sitting, driving in their car, sitting at work, in their cubicle, wherever you're at, I want you to go, that was a bit much. I don't think it sounds that like that. That was almost like a cat, wasn't it? It was like a cat in heat is what that sounded like. <laughs> oh, well, it's probably, <laughs> probably ate a pepper. That's why it's in heat, you know? That sh- oh, I, okay. As much as I do enjoy his videos, it's also really hard to watch because you're he's just destroying himself. His insides are melting away. Well, I think I've learned. Away. I've watched him. He doesn't, he doesn't swallow a lot of it. I, like I've, I've, I, if you watch a lot of times before, he'll cut the video off with a wad in his, in his side of his mouth. Just being, what, what, I don't know what's so funny about that. I'm just, <laughs> I, I still think it's bad. I think it's, yeah, it's, it's, but you're right. I guess at that point he's not tearing up his esophagus, so that probably makes yeah, sense. That's what I think. But his tongue, you think he has taste buds? I don't know. They're it's, gone. Mm, uh, maybe they're gone for sure. Well, hey, Johnny Gatlinburg, you know why? You went to Gatlinburg. I did one day. So if you don't know, one where day it, trip to Gatlinburg for us is if, a, yeah. If you don't know what that's like, it's quite it's the adventure. A four. It's about a four hour drive, three hours and forty five minutes from my house up to there and then back. And so yeah, me and my buddy Ryan, shout out to Ryan Kellum, who will never listen to this podcast, so it doesn't matter. Took a big old road trip up there and back in one day. And Johnny's a little tired this morning, so there you go. Back in the day, back in my college days, when I. I was moving home for the summer when I was at University of Tennessee. So I was moving my stuff back from my apartment. Okay. Yeah, I got that part. My parents are about four hours from the university. So Knoxville from us is closer than Gatlinburg, but my parents Mm -hmm. are farther south and, yeah, farther south and west of here. Okay. So about a four hour drive from where I was. I drove from Knoxville to my parents with one load of things. Drove back to Knoxville, drove back to my parents with the second and final load. So I did that trip twice in one day. Are you serious? I did. How many I hours did. did that take? I mean, a total of, I mean, that's a, a total, if it was four hours, a total of 16 hours driving. Wow. Right? That's That was a rough trip. Yeah. That was a, that was a rough day, but it was, loading everything up didn't take it that long. It was just like, as soon as I got it loaded up, I was out the door, on the road. There you, on the road again? Just can't wait to get, get on, on the, the road, road again. again. Oh, man. Let's yeah, just, I like that. All right. There it is. All right. So, hey, this is, you know, the time of year we do our top 50, which we'll get to. But before. We're a little bit late, maybe. I think we usually yeah, try to do it in July. But that's fine. It was us stressing over our list. I think we're kind of late about a lot of things. You just did your days. list today anyway. So, I, I don't know why you were stressing about it. Yeah, I just, I did literally just finish it. But we'll get to that. Okay. Before, I've got a challenge. I've got a game challenge for you, Dean. I accept your challenge. Okay, and this is a challenge that I gave to my um, 11-year-old, 12-year-old. You okay? I think he's 12. He's 12. 7th grade is 12? Yes. (laughs) 12-year-old. I don't know. Do you know your kids' birthdays easily? Yeah. Yeah? I have one less child than you, so maybe that makes it easier? Yeah. I think as they get older, it, it gets harder. I like, get that. You know what I mean? Like it just I had a double check with my with my son the other day when I was filling out some paperwork for him. So yeah, I yeah. get that. Okay. I had him do the exact same challenge and I'll let you know if you beat him or if he beat you. How about that? Okay. 
top 10 highest grossing Marvel movies of all time. Okay. What what is my standard here? What did he get? How many did so he get? So this is so this is what happened. He started out I'm going to tell you he deemed this all the way. I mean, he started out on fire. 5 out of 5. Okay. And then missed 3 in a row because he got thinking too much. <laughs> and he started thinking about this and that. And then he started being like, yeah, but that movie's better than that. And we had these, all these discussions at the end. He's like, but that movie's not good. And I'm like, that's not the question. Mm-hmm. The question is, which one is the highest grossing? Which are the highest grossing ones? And so he got five out of 10. He got, so there it is. Is this five new? in a row, then swung and missed three times. Is this new MCU or any Marvel movie this, ever? This, it's, it goes back. It, it does all of them except for I, Morbius wasn't on this list. I'll tell you right now. Well, I but wasn't going to guess I know, that one. No, anyway, I know, but, but it, it, the number 28, this was a Time Magazine article. So I think it's number 28 is Incredible Hulk, Edward Norton. So that's pretty far back. Okay. So I would say I'll, I think everything on this is new MCU. Okay. All right. I'm just not going to think about it at all then. All right. I'm just going to jump wow. into it. Just go for it. Oh, well. Uh where was it at? I lost it on the old telly. It doesn't matter. I've got it up in my mind. Here I know it, it. Nope. That's not right. Well, what do you mind giving a little filler while I okay. pull it up on the old phone? Do <laughs> you you like the MCU, right? So not it's okay. That's what I, I was gonna have a conversation. Like I, the reason I thought this would be interesting because a lot of board gamers are into the MCU, right? Mm-hmm. Not all, whatever. I am when a new one comes out, I don't give a rat's, honestly. Unless okay. it's so, unless there's something like special about it um i was really wanting to see the new doctor strange but then all these people including you i think were like hey this is a pretty horror movie so you might not want to take your kids which is what i would do yeah i wouldn't take my kids and i didn't and so like i still haven't seen it and i haven't lost any sleep you know about seeing it but there are some movies in here i'm like yeah that's pretty good but no i'm not a real big mcu guy okay well we are in my house but i haven't i didn't like doctor strange i didn't like the new thor uh, I feel like there was another newer one that came out that I didn't care for either. There's, it's a lot, it's a lot of misses for me lately. But I, but when I'm looking yeah. at like Iron Man through, through Endgame, like Iron Man one through Endgame, there's a lot of gold in there for me. I, I like a lot of that stuff. Well, you know the thing about this MCU is that my family. It's a, it brings a family together. That's what I'm trying to get to. Mm-hmm. Like in the sense of like, I, my kids really like it. My wife likes it. I'm fine with it. You know, I'm probably the one that likes it the least in my family. But it's like, it's good, fairly wholesome. You know what I mean? Movies or movies at least that you can watch with the kids. And so, yeah, I think that's why it's popular. One of the reasons that it's popular. Yeah. So all, the, all you people out there, you know, making movies with the bomb, the F-bomb throwing around all the time. You know, doing whatever you want, slicing off people's heads. You know, just cut it out. You might get some more listeners, I, watchers. For me, <laughs> that seems like a no-brainer to me. Like, when I'm looking at MCU and you have such a large audience yeah. of kids, the things that were in... Now we're the, getting the, now we're getting into, like, yeah. dad, gr- grumpy, whatever, but... Yeah. But, okay, but the things that were in Doctor Strange, I actually thought Doctor Strange was, was okay. And I didn't really care for the first one either. So it's it's part of it's the character too. I'm just yeah. not really as drawn to it. But but 
if you would have left that out, you would have, you're, you're, okay, by including all of that stuff that they added, I just feel like you're cutting out a huge section of people that could be watching that and enjoying it. And it doesn't really add anything more to the movie by adding like all the horror esque elements of it. But so. it, it does have to, it does something, or like you wouldn't see, um, like when you look at like Netflix or something, almost everything that comes out is like TVMA or whatever. Like so much of it is. So obviously, there's definitely an audience. Yeah, I think there's a place for it for sure, and I don't mind it. But in a movie like that, where I want you're talking about, you want to watch movie, it with you're talking your about kids. in a movie that, yeah, that would be something. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. I got you. No, but okay. So my intern loved it. He loved Doctor Strange. I've heard some people really loved it. Yeah, but he's older. You know, I mean, he's a he's a just recent graduate of so when you roped and, when and, you've roped the kids in to liking Doctor Strange the original and it wasn't anything like that, then to kind of throw a curveball is like why. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. No. Yeah. I got you. Yeah, to me. I don't disagree with that. But do what you want to yeah. do. Yeah, I just feel like business-wise, I feel like you're cutting out a lot of people that you're not losing anybody by not including that, yeah. I feel like. Maybe I'm wrong. but uh, Yeah. I, I feel like the MCU, after they did Endgame, it it was the end game of the, like, how can you do any greater than this? Yeah. And now they're trying to do... So, sorry. We have a board game podcast. They're trying too hard. To like mix things up or add some like you know characters that are not as popular and hoping that that's gonna do something and the world is saying at the moment for the most part your stuff has not been good except for the 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 new Doctor Strange has had some fairly decent you know positivity well, based on what you like so and when you're looking at like WandaVision did really well I think and yeah mm-hmm. it did WandaVision did really well WandaVision was is one of my favorite things the MCU's ever done and this is a continuation of that story but it took it in a place that I just didn't care about and yeah. so I feel like and ah oh, man there you go I can go on this a long time <laughs> Jay Bell designer Jay Bell and I anytime a new movie comes out I always message Jay and I'm like hey what'd you think of this and Spider-Man was another one. I went back and watched the newest Spider-Man and I liked it okay. But when I first watched it, I was like, I don't care about this. I don't I care about old Spider-Man. Yeah. Hated that movie. And I it, liked it better. I didn't love it after the same time, but I liked word. it better. I have so so many people I've talked to and every time I bring it up, like our friend John Mueller, like he was yeah. like we were saying he loves it. And I and I like feel like I'm such a killjoy to go that was just not good. Mm-hmm. Like it was just like let's vomit everything that Spider-Man's ever done to give the fans their candy, but the storyline and everything, the only thing that was redeeming in that movie was the way the three Spider-Men acted together and there were some kind of funny moments when they were talking back and forth. Yeah. And yeah. I thought that was kind of but besides that, I thought this is a bland story, not exciting. I never want to watch this movie again. You ever. Know, let me and, but my kids and I mean I've heard multiple Marvel people say it's like one of their favorites of all time. I just don't get it. Yeah. Maybe it's because they're Marvel fans and they're shallow. Well, our friend our Whoa. friend Brandon. I just hit that. Brandon is that another guy. That, that was a joke to Marvel fans, please. <laughs> I, I don't think it, I love uh, Marvel's cool. But our friend Brandon, mm-hmm. I he's another guy that I, I tend to reach out to. Or Amanda, she'll reach out to him and say, yeah. hey, what would you think of this? And he loved the new Spider-Man. Oh, I know. He was one of the ones that like we had. I just was like, dude, I just didn't like it at all. It's just funny to me because those initial Spider-Man movies were awful. I mean, awful. Tobey Maguire movies are just not good. My son the, the loves Spider-Man those. Movies. Yeah, people do. But He loves those. But they're not. They weren't good. They're You're not. Right. They're not well done. No. Hey, Kirsten Dunst. Remember her? 
Remember when mm-hmm. she was popular? But she was in everything. She back was in the day. Yeah, I actually the haunted uh, hotel. What is the movie? Um, Tower of Terror, Hollywood Tower remember. of Terror. That was a Disney movie. She was in that one. We liked watching that one. Anyway, yeah. okay, this is too much conversation about. It this. is. Let's get to the list. Do you have a? I feel up bad now? about the joke about shallow Marvel thing because it was just a joke. But I've I, I have this feeling that people have such strong opinions. They're going to be like, I'm never listening to John's podcast. Forget that guy. Nah. And they're saying f bomb him right now. They would. They would feel that way about you anyway. If all the <laughs> inappropriate nonsense that you've brought up in the future, if they haven't left by uh, now, yeah. do you think more people have, don't listen to us because of your comments or because of mine? <laughs> Can we do a poll on that? Yep. If you don't listen to Meeple Town, is it because of John or because of Dean? All right, here's the poll. Like, let's go. We're 15 <laughs> minutes in, I think, and you're we just more, spent five minutes prepping for this poll. You're more entertaining, John. But I do think, again, board gamers in general, a lot of them do like Marvel, like us, like we're good with it, and so this is a interesting decision for a lot of decision discussion for several of them. Okay, let's uh, do this for, several, not, for all three of them. Listening. I'm not going to do this in order. Go. All right, we're gonna we'll just go with the the uh, uh, Infinity War is somewhere on there. So here's the, the hard part for me on this list is that it's uh, I have to scroll a lot. It's number two. Okay. Good job. Behind Endgame, I'm guessing is number one. Right? That is. Okay. So you got the first two with no strikes. Good job, Deanie. Okay. Let's go with Black Panther. Great guess. Number six. Okay. My son missed, did not guess that one. It is, it's my youngest. He, did, he didn't love, he's like, I sure. didn't love that movie. Oh, I did. And I'm like, well, first of all, it was good. And second of all, it's not about if you love it or not. He liked it. It just wasn't top tier for him anyways right. that's three with no x's okay I'm, I'm gonna get some x's you don't worry about that my wife would probably get this like one through ten in order i'm sure she's seen all these really? like a thousand times she's a huge marvel uh mcu fan cool okay yeah my wife likes it she, more than me too isn't that strange seems mm-hmm. like it's the reason i say it isn't it strange because i grew up reading marvel comics and she didn't but now all of a sudden she likes the cinematic universe with me so. i went back and wa- read some of those in the, the more recent years but okay uh, let's go with, um, let's go with Civil War. Um, I'm, 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 I'm looking through here. Number eight. That's okay. four. You're killing it right now. All right. Four with, are you going to get five and then miss three in a row? Oh, hundred <laughs> percent. Let's go with the, let's go with Avengers, the initial Avengers movie. I don't think that's on the list. Okay. Yes, it is. It's number four. Okay. There we go. <laughs> well, Nailed it. All right. Swing and a miss, John. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to beat you and you're looking that's at five. the That's five. Right? All right. So yeah, I'm... five. So all you have to do is get, all you have to do, no pressure, <laughs> is get one out of the last five here and you beat my son in this game. I'm going to say Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm trying to just throw them out there and not oh. think too much, but I'm I'm afraid. Oh. 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 Okay. That's one. Oh man. That's one X. I'm probably gonna miss this. That's all right. Winter Soldier. And that was one of his guesses too. I think that is interesting. Wow. You are one away from doing the exact same thing my but son did. The and difference when I is said I'm not he, thinking about it. I said he deemed it. All yeah. Right. I got Here's it. what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna think about it. You're now. gonna over. <laughs> <laughs> hear, hear me out okay i think i think that was kind of an evil laugh that i'm i'm guessing one of the well by one i'm guessing the initial iron man is on there that's that's my thought in my mind because that is the that's the og of this new marvel universe but then you've got the spider-man movies that i have not touched yet 
Mm. And so part of me thinks at least one of those is going to be on there. Um, I try to do some of the crossover things. Guardians of the Galaxy could be one of those too. But if Thor Ragnarok's not on there, then that's probably not on there. Maybe. Okay. Now I've overthought it. Yep. Is that good? Let's go. Maybe you're overthinking helps this time. I'm going to go uh, the none of those. I'm going to go the first Captain America. Here's the funny thing about that. The first Captain America out of 28 movies is 27. Ooh, interesting. Okay. <clears throat> is Iron Man on there? That's got to be really annoying. The OG Iron Man? The OG Iron Man is 21. Okay. So what I think what I think happened obviously was that it, it built up steam. So even though those origin stories in my opinion are the best parts of the MCU pretty much pretty much. Yes, Iron Man, I, I, the, yeah, the first Captain America is really good. Doctor Strange is good. Yeah, yeah. I like. I generally like those the most. Some of the ones at the beginning just didn't gross as much because I had to pick up steam. That makes sense. So it was Guardians of the Galaxy on there then? No. It's um, number 15. Okay. So not And Thor Ragnarok was 14. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 was 13. I think that was because people went, oh, this was good. Mm-hmm. I actually liked Guardians of the Galaxy. That was pretty solid. Oh, I, I like him a lot. So yeah. you should have gone with your overthinking. I think Spider Man. Yeah. Like I assumed one of those was on there, but I just well, thought my I'd come son back did the it. same thing, dude. He was like the first time. So we played this game ahead of time, uh, the first time, and I just was looking at something on Google, and he guessed, and I just thought it was the top ten, and it wasn't even close. Like <laughs> just, I thought they had him in order, and they didn't. And he was guessing several Spider Man and doing great. And, which would have been good for the actual list, and he just he just decided not to. But here's 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 an interesting piece. Number eleven of all time, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Interesting. So okay. like now, when it comes to like uh, Shang Chi and uh, Eternals, those are terrible on the like at the very bottom of the list. All the new MCU stuff. Oh is, man, except Shang Chi was really good. except for this one. This one all of a sudden is that okay? So okay. number ten, Captain Marvel. Oh, okay. To which okay. my son said that was not a good movie. I never saw that one, so I don't know. My wife really likes that, but she likes the her character. Yeah, I don't. That was just. I just have stopped kind of watching at that point. The MCU. I'm just not as interested as I used to be. Yeah. Um. Nothing against that. I, I would actually like to see that one. Okay. Uh, Spider Man Far From Home was number nine. So if you would have guessed that, mm-hmm. uh, you guessed Civil War, which was eight. Iron Man three was number seven. Okay. So that was pretty high. Black Panther number six. You got that. Age of Ultron, number five. Oh, okay. Ah, uh, uh, I thought of that, and I just didn't say it. That, yeah. was, that was dumb. Now, I, that's not one of my favorites, but I do like James Spader, and his voice was on there. So, then you got the other one. Yeah. So, The Avengers was number three, uh, four. Spider-Man. Did you say Spider-Man No Way Home? No, I didn't. I didn't. Oh, that's number yeah. three. That was time. going to be my first We had a whole discussion about Spider-Man No Way Home. Isn't that the new one? Is that the new one? I can't remember the order. Uh, Far yes. From Home. Yeah, it is. So that's the new one. Homecoming and then, yeah. Is yeah. that right? Infinity War was number two. Wrong. Endgame was, was number one. Um, so there you go. Interesting. You know, so Spider-Man Far From Home takes place in London, right? Yeah. Which is... I can't remember. I have seen it. Which is where Tom Holland is from. There you but go. then Homecoming takes place in the U.S., which is actually far from his home. Wow. That's deep. All right, let's do our top 50. I'm ready to jump in this, John. I've been I've been waiting waiting through this nonsense and it's it's just time. First of all, it's not nonsense. It's it's time. Let's do this. All right. 
let's pause the thing so I can turn the camera on. And we're back, or we're here for the first time. Oh, it just depends on if you were listening to the podcast or not in your face. Why? Why? I don't know. I mean, we want if you weren't to listening to the you. podcast, then in your face. Okay. I, I would like to welcome you. I'm not mm. going to slam you for not listening to the podcast. But today we are doing our top 50 board games of all time, kind of. A 2022 version. What do you games mean kind we of? we want to play a lot right now. It is our top 50 board games of all time. That's what we do. We do this every year, Dean, and this is what it is. It's a struggle because it seems like, for me, it's like, these are the 50 games that I want to play right now. Does that make it my top games of all time? I don't know, man. I, I don't know how to do that. You know the title of this is Top 50 Board Games of All Time. You know that, right? You know every year, that's what we call it. So is this what we're doing? And then, I mean, yeah. that's what. Okay. And then you wrestle with it, and you're like, well, it's the ones I want to play now. And I'm like, well, I mean, then let's change the title. <laughs> Have you seen your list? I don't know if these are Top 50 Quality Games. Ooh. Burn. So I can, I make Sick a little, burn. I make a little burn, and you know, that's a problem. You make a burn, <laughs> and it's a good thing. You know what I didn't do yet is I didn't start uh, recording this piece. So let me let me just pull this up so that I've got our list recording on here as well. And then we're just going to we're just going to go for it, John. Are you ready for that? I mean, I said 3 2 1 click so mm-hmm. that we would be doing this at the same time. Yeah. And you didn't click? No, I heard what you said. I mean, what did you do? I didn't do it. But I'm doing it right now, so that's all that really matters, right? Why do you have that part up there? We don't need to see that. We don't. All right. We're, we're figuring this out, <laughs> Mapletown. We've never done this before, so. <laughs> We've only done it every single year at Mapletown. All righty. So do you want me to kick this list? Yeah, like, go ahead and keep talking to make sure we're, we're good with our, uh, all this, of our can we stall for just audio a thing. Yeah, man. Just, just You know stall. those those like YouTube videos or Facebook videos or whatever where the people just stall forever before they do something? And the whole idea is like they everyone wants to see this happen and they never do it. Oh, yeah. I despise those. Is that what we're doing right now? <laughs> That's exactly right. But we're ready now. We're so. just going to keep going, and then we're, it's, we're never going to give any... We're just going to talk about some games. All right, let's go. All right, let's do because this. Because I do despise those. All right. <clears throat> Number 50. Number 50. Hey, let's... Before, I, I don't mean to say that. I do that every time. But I just I just, I just, just want to say, did your, do you feel like your list changed? Because I know there were a lot of Meeple Town people who have said, I'm excited to listen or watch to see if the list changed a lot. Do you believe that overall your list changed... A decent amount, not a lot, hmm. so forth and so on. I would say somewhat. There are some games in here that kind of surprised me. So I did Pub Meeple, as, as, uh, pubmeeple.com, yeah. I think is Check the it website, out. something along those lines, to kind of like establish a baseline. And I really stuck to it a lot more this year than I normally do, which yeah. meant there were a decent amount of games that kind of surprised me that got booted out. But I couldn't quite justify pulling them back on here. So, so yeah, I would say I kind of was was surprised a little bit. You know, I realized... Uh, that's not what you asked, but I was I was surprised at how much... There it, were some, yeah. yeah. some that dropped off. Yeah. I definitely have some differences in mine, <clears throat> though there's... I I don't know. There, there's... A, I don't know how many 30-something probably that are the same, you know, or something like that. So that you're going to see some similarities. You are going to see, even if they are the same, some fluctuation where they're at on the list, which is kind of fun. Uh, you're going to see a new number one game of all time, which I believe I've had out of three years one game two years and one game one year or something like that so a little bit of change for me um i feel a little pressure to to I, not have my number one game be the same and so maybe mine's changed too maybe we don't know 
I did realize that at the beginning of this video, I'm we've been recording so few videos lately, I wasn't even looking at the camera. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do with myself. That is very true. How about we start this video? Number 50 is... Number 50. Oh, my gosh. My number 50 is Altiplano. How about that? It's been on my top 50 for a long time. Uh, I think most every year, except for maybe my first year. Um, in Altiplano, it's, if you don't know what it is, it's a bag-building game, but you have these little like island kind of things that you're going around to, and you're sending your... your is it called your Traveler, or is that just the Traveler expansion? What's it No, matter. I think it's your Traveler. Okay, you're anyway. sending them around, and... You're building bags, but then selling goods, and you know, for victory points and you know, or money or whatever, and then you're you know, scoring points that way. And there's a bunch of different ways to score. I like it a lot. It's it's slipped on my list the last several years because I think it slightly overstays its welcome. And I disagreed with Dean about that a year or two ago. Let's hear it. I agree with him about that now. So, so you would say I was it's, right. It, it's yes, you, you're right. It's not enough. It's. I, it's not to the extreme probably that you feel, you know what I mean? And not enough to kick it out, but it barely made the list this year. I still do really enjoy the game. Um, it's fun. So Altiplano, you like that one. Yeah. Yeah. I really like Altiplano. I but don't, you like Orleone better like most people. I don't know if that is most people at this point, but yes, I do like Orleans better. I, I, I'm interested. I don't remember where they fall on the all time game list, but we can see Altiplano. What is it at? Altiplano is yeah. I should make sure that I say all these. Three twenty six overall. Yeah, three twenty six. Seven point five on BGG is the rating, so pretty high. So I think Orleans might be a little bit higher than that. But, it is, but I, maybe not significantly. I don't. Yeah, know. it is. Okay, <laughs> it's been a. Top, it's probably in the top one hundred. Oh, okay. Okay, I'll look it up. So that is John's number fifty Altiplano. My number fifty is a game that I feel very confident will be on John's list, but I have confidence also that it's not on it today. And that is Dune Imperium. Here's the mm. thing. I actually struggled with this one not being on the list. Wow. Um, because. <laughs> so funny. What my struggle was, I think probably as we move forward, this one's going to be higher on my list yeah. is, is my guess. Now, I, and I'll explain this why. So Dune Imperium is a worker placement combined with deck building, which is something I'm realizing is one of my favorite things in board games right now. Yeah. I love that combination of building up this deck, but also you have to put your workers out there. The cards, when you play them, have symbols on them which determine which worker placement spots that you can play. I think that's really cool. The resource management piece is really tight in this game. Your special abilities from your character is really cool. The combat is really cool. All of And, and having to make the decisions of, do I want to use this card for its ability whenever you do the you know the 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 end phase kind of the cleanup yeah. phase or whatever or do I want to use it for its ability right now I really really love all the those mechanics now yeah. here's why this game is a little bit lower one is I haven't played the expansion and I've heard you told me that I probably would it it bump it up for me a mm -hmm. lot I think so but also I had one play of this this year uh, and it was just so long. It was way too long. It was three plus hours, if I remember was right. Is that the game with us? No, no, no. Three to three and a half hours. Our game was much faster, and that redeemed it for me because I thought so this game was going to fall. This year. Uh, no, I've played more than that. I'm oh. saying one particular oh, game. Oh, I got you. That yeah. just lasted forever. Okay. It, it just lasted too long, and it made me not want to play this game as much, and then it redeemed itself by the t you know the last time that we played it. Because so, it was much faster. I love this game. Probably going to rise higher in the future, if I had to guess. That is Dune Imperium. It's so funny. Um, it may or may not be on my list moving forward, probably is. I think it is. But it's, it's one I'll of those things where game. when it, we first played it, 
Did you didn't you like this one better than I did? Yes, I did. Yeah. You didn't you didn't love this game the first time I played. I didn't I I gave it like a seven and a half out of ten. Like I was like, yeah, that's fun, that's solid, but it's one of those ones that I think I started catching the depth of strategy a little bit more as I played it and went, okay, there's a little more to this than what I had initially thought. So yeah. Anyway, and then on top of that, I started watching. I mean, I read the book and stuff. I'd never read it before, so there's no doubt that that kind of helps. Yep. So. And what is that ranked now, Dean? Go back real quick. Go back to the it's high. It's very high. Um, so we're going to keep up with like trying to let you all know what it's ranked on BGG as well. Oh man, it's taking Slow a little while. Look, 15, 15 overall. 15 overall. So that's like that's almost like in your face wingspan. Is it? Yeah, like I mean like that game shot up but not as high as this one. That is true. Now, like, a game that these often this often gets compared with is Lost Ruins of Arnak, which this has this has beat that in the in the rankings. Uh, I don't know where it's at, but it's 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 higher for sure. Lost Ruins is fine, but that's far superior IMO. It is your opinion because the other one's going to show up on my list. So before I give you my number 49, I am going to give you a little update. Orleone is ranked 31 overall. So though you were right about... uh, It is significant. About Dune and some of these things, you were dead wrong about that. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was really high and it was in the top 100. All right. My number 49 is a 2013 game by one of my favorite designing duos yeah. uh, my favorite designing duo i'm trying to think of a duo that i prefer keesling cromer <laughs> this is 682 overall so you know not as high and this is one that i just played for the first time what dean two or three weeks ago yeah uh-huh and you played it multiple times though but yeah oh yeah i mean i borrowed it from him so we played it and we just played it once me and you though right yeah that might be right. Yeah. yeah. But then, so I, then I borrowed it so I could play with my wife and stuff like that. Uh, Dennis Lowhouse and Art, of course. That's Cole Barron. How about that? And so, what's so interesting about Cole Barron for me is this is probably one of the lightest games on my list. It's only weighted at 2.5, but it has some really interesting tactical decisions. So you're taking pieces of coal and you're moving them up and down this elevator. Well, first you're having to get the coal. You're getting contracts to fulfill, but you're moving them up and down the elevator. And, you know, the amount of movements you get depends on the worker placement spot that you go to. But what's so intriguing about this game is you can go to a spot that Dean's gone to. It's just going to cost you one extra. Or you can go to a spot that you've already gone to, but it's going to cost you an extra worker. And you start with, I believe, in two-player game, 18 workers. So you have a ton of them. Mm -hmm. But it's all about, this is entirely about efficiency, right? How can I more efficiently you know, fulfill contracts. But on top of that, if you look where this, the board is where Dean is, there's like this dial and it's very Kiesling Cromer or Michael Kiesling, um, as you can see in some of his Azul games and stuff where you're going to score different things, different rounds. And so you could go ahead and know that, you know, whoever has the most, uh, you know, black coal is going to score the most for coal in the first round. There's three rounds and that's five points. And you and that's just straight up. You're getting points for contracts, but also like it's that back and forth. Who gets the most? Who has the most scores? Five points. And whoever has the second most scores X amount of points if you play with more than two players. But also by the end of it, whoever has the most coal black carts, I think, because there's like black coal, there's gray coal, there's yellow coal, there's brown coal. And whoever has the most of that scores like 13 points. So, like, there's that satisfaction now that will score three times over their game, right? Mm -hmm. Or 
maybe building a little bit for the end game there and and trying to figure that out back and forth, back and forth. I think it's just so fun, so tactical, so easy to teach. I can play this with a ton of people, and it's really good. This is an excellent game, and we discovered this when we were talking about this in our podcast, in the podcast, right, that they're doing a reprint of this. Yes. Um, is it Kickstarter? I can't remember that. Anyway... I don't know if it's Kickstarter or not, but I, well, I this was, one's been kind of hard to find lately. It is. It's one of those games that was easy to find for such a long time, and yeah. I kept passing on it, and then finally play it and go, "Oh my gosh, I have to have this game!" And it's so hard to find and so expensive. Like even though it's top forty nine, I, I can't remember what it was. There's a couple of games that have been really expensive, but I'm not dropping two hundred bucks on this game, like uh, right, like right. There is a, or you know even one hundred and fifty probably on it. So. But when they said that they're coming out with this new one, I'm super excited. I can't wait. I think it's going to do really well. Yeah. I really do. I think that this is a really good game, and people, Keesley and Cromer, they continue to grow in popularity, I believe. And this is going to, this is just such a good one. So, yeah. That's I, my number 49. I would agree. Design pedigree is like through the roof. I mean, I love, love this team. And Colbert is an excellent game. It's not going to make my list, but it would have. I don't know. Somewhere. It's an it's an excellent game. It doesn't have to make my list to, to yeah. be an excellent game. So, love it. And that is uh, 682 my. overall. Mm-hmm. All right. My number 49 is a lighter wow. game. Quacks of Quedlinburg. Su- interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't love think you're talking game. about this that much, but big family game? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But even, yeah, it is. I mean, we play this, uh, my wife and I play this one quite a bit and introduce it to a lot of people. But, Yeah. I just love this with adults too, not necessarily okay. family, but it's 60 overall. This is a bag building game. Just talked about Altiplano, but this one is also a push your luck, which I really like. So this is a game that you know that I'm not going to win very often because <laughs> I love to push my luck. You're yep. going to be drawing these different uh, pieces out of your bag and putting them around your cauldron, and you don't want them to explode. You don't want to pull too many cherry bombs because if you do... It explodes, and you only you can only then do the buy or take the points from how far you made it in, around that little ring that's around there. You don't you, want to drop too many cherry bombs in the pot because there could be an explosion. Cherry bomb. You know that one. Save tonight. All right. I'll fight the break of dawn. I mean, if you want to go, we're gonna go. So that is that is what this game is, and you are here's the here's one issue that I we have seen in the game at times, and that is this it's it's kind of difficult to catch up. You do have a catch up. I'm sorry, it might be a little too easy sometimes to catch up with the catch up mechanism that you have. You can have a huge lead in this game and still lose because of the catch up mechanism. I think if I remember right, my wife doesn't love that piece, especially in a like a bigger group yeah. setting of having the the catch-up mechanism but but uh i i don't mind it as much i kind of like because it's a lighter game i kind of like having it so you're not just blowing somebody out of the water you can actually you have a chance even at the end of the game yeah if you're if you're pretty far behind so it's a fun game it's a fun family game in my opinion and uh, i mean not just family game like if you just want to have kind of hoot and holler as we call it in tennessee Hoot and holler game, laugh it up. 60 overall is stunning to me. I like Wax of Quellenberg. I own it. This one appeals to a lot of people yeah. for sure. Yeah. And this was the uh, Spiel des Jahres winner. Is that right? I don't Kenner, even remember. Kenner Spiel des Jahres winner yeah. is what that was in 2018. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Big hit for us and the people that we've introduced it to. So that is my number 49. All right. My number 48 is ranked 1,187 overall is... 
6.9 rated on BGG, and that is done by one of my, well, my, de, nay, dare I say my favorite designer, Stefan Feld. It's Rialto, uh, a game that I think kind of flies under the radar when it comes to Stefan Feld's games, because um, he's got a lot of good ones, but this one is just, this is another one of those lighter games, and so I don't know why, but on my list at the beginning right now, we're kind of playing some, doing some lighter games. But what's so interesting is that it's really the card play. And have you played this one? Did you play this? You and I have played it, but I've only played it at two. Okay. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You should have played three, it. You didn't maybe. play it when Jonathan and I, we were at the, you didn't go to the conference on that day or something. Okay. Yeah, I did not. But I, I, maybe three players I've played this at. I can't remember, but. Well, it's intriguing because you have this like uh, several options for, you have uh, columns of six cards and you're going to pick one of those, which is going to really tell you kind of how powerful your actions are going to be. And so you're going to go around the table and someone's going to go, I'm playing three coin cards and you're getting coins. But the real trick to that game is whoever plays the most gets a bonus. And so you're trying to not only get coins to do things or people to go put out because there's area control and there's a lot of different things. And you're not, you're not only trying to do that, but you're also trying to win you know, these different sets of things, which it is more interesting at a higher player count, by the way. Mm-hmm. And so, and so like, it's just, a, it's just fun to try to guess like, Oh, I wonder how many she's going to play. Oh, see if I can, you know, have the most here. And, and, and it just has a, this cool area control element. There's a little bit of engine building that goes along with the buildings, you know, that you can build that you can get. And I just think this is a really fun game. And every time I show it, like when I showed it to the, I think, I don't think Jonathan or Wendy or any of them had played this. I could be wrong. Maybe Wendy has. Uh, they just was like, that's really good. You know, I'm not saying that's going to blow people's minds, but like, I feel like every time I play this with a group of people new, they're like, that was fun. And so there you go. Yep. Rialto. This is a fun game. It. I'm just thinking right now, I have less felt games on my list than I ever have Oof. before. That's a mistake. Well, it's, I mean, Maybe. I've got a bazillion of them in my top 100, I feel like. Got you. That math doesn't add up right, but no. but it, I do have a lot. But I, I like this game. It's fun. Not not top 50 or even 100 or maybe even 200 material, but it's wow. a good game. He's, that's like a, <laughs> it's a little uh, passive aggression right there. We've played a lot of not games. Not even 500. I mean, you know, it's one of the worst games I've ever played. <laughs> uh, no, it is not. It is a good game, but not my favorite of his, for sure. Number 48, Rialto. My number 48 is a game that I'm guessing is on John's Boo! list. It should be higher. This, at one time, I think was on your... It was my number one game. Number one. Okay, I thought so. Concordia. That is a Matt Gertz game. This one is 21 rank overall. I'm going to go out on a limb and say if we took the average of our games of our this week, my average is going to be much higher as opposed to yours, which, like, you're ranking, BGG ranking 100% that's happening because, I mean... You're at 1,000, and I've just got two in the top. I've been 326, 682, (laughs) and 1,100 and something, so... Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yes. I'm following the crowd. I'm at... And my next one is going to be over 1,000 as well. I think I'm at 50, 60, and 21 so far, so yes. So hidden gems. You win. Concordia is a game that came out in 2013, and in this game, you are going to be going around the map. You're going to be setting up buildings and traveling around the map and um, getting resources to do those things and also, you know, getting coins. But ultimately, it's a, well, part of it is a deck building game where you Mm -hmm. are building up your deck and the actions that you take are based on those cards that you have in your hand, but also those cards are going to be giving you the points at the end of the game. And so... You play a card, 
and it lets you do the action. But at the end of the game, you add up all those cards and you're trying to match different things on those cards. So it might say if you have, you know, you get points for however many of the anvil, or I don't know what they're called, but those anvil type buildings or whatever. And so you want to get as many of those as you can. And, and that's the part that is interesting. Yeah. I will say that's not even my favorite part of the game is that deck building piece. I just like going around on the map, the card play I do think is interesting, but the in-game scoring is not my favorite piece of the game, but I still think that's that part. Oh, it's great. It's interesting. Yeah, no, 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 it is. It's really good. It's just not my favorite. I think the playing the cards for the actions and then the timing of when you get to take your cards back into your hand and get money that way. Resources are really tight in this game. Uh, There's a lot of really cool things about this game. It's often called the game that is, that is an elegant design. Mm -hmm. And I would agree with that. Yeah. I'm going to just hold my comments because they're, I'm not going to, I'm not going to hold these cards close to my chest. This is absolutely on my list, way higher up. There you go. So That is Concordia, my number 40-something, 8. 48. So I'm going to kind of keep with the same theme that I've been on, and that is, number one, a new game to my list. So I've had, out of four, two that are new games to my top 50. That's not bad. Okay. On top of that, it is the same theme in the sense of it's ranked 1,121 overall. So that's what you, you know what you're getting with Johnny. Push it, you push it. You what know, you're, you're getting say? some, you're getting some, you're getting some gems. You're getting some, some hidden treasures. It is. It's almost as if you're trying too hard yeah. for that. This is a Simone Luciani, Daniele Tassini game, which are two of my favorite designers. I mean, up there, like they would be top 10 designers, I believe for me, at least Luciani would be. Uh, but I do really like Daniele Tassini. That is a 2015 game that I think is, overlooked and that is council of four not only is this dean along the theme of ranking stuff this is weighted at 2.5 so at the in my top 50 at the bottom of this list is a bunch of kind of lighter games but i that i really enjoy and this one you have not played this dean no i think i would would really like this this game man no i think that you would go this is fantastic we this this should have been one that we played because I think you, you would. Brought this up, I promise you. I think. I really think you would like this. So I brought. I brought this out um, at Tennessee Game Days this year, and Wendy and Jonathan, and maybe it was just us three that played, and they both really liked it. In fact, Wendy immediately bought it. Somebody had it for sale, I think, at Tennessee Game Days. So she liked it so much, she was like, "Boom, I'm buying it." But in this game, you have this hand of cards, and you're using the cards to put people out, like on the map. Um, and the funny thing is, is you're influencing the council, I think. Every area of the board has different color council members. Like it could be blue, gray, and this picture, blue, gray, green, purple. And you need to play a blue, gray, gray green, purple. That's kind of a tongue twister uh, to be able to put like people out on the map and different things like that. But you could also influence them um, by knocking one of them out and putting whatever color you want in there. So it's not all just like a luck of the draw. Though, admittedly, you could probably get lucky in this game and really draw the cards you know, that are just nailing it. But I think over the course of the game, it balances out pretty well. But what's so interesting about the pool is... You're going to be putting people out onto the map, and what you'll do at that point is you'll set off everyone that's adjacent in a chain. So at first, you like put a person out, and you get the bonus for that area. Then the next one you put out, if they're next to it, boom, bonus, bonus. By the end of the game, you're going, I get three coins, and uh, you know two of these dudes, and four coins, and this, blah, blah, blah. And you're just going, and your chain feels so satisfying. But it's also, uh, I feel like, a very quick, pretty quick pace game. And it's a quick pace game, and the turns are pretty quick. 
even when the chains go crazy, it's just like, okay, this, 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 this. Okay, I got my stuff. I'm done. Mm-hmm. And there's a little bit more to it, but the, I, I just think that it's just a, a fun game that's easy to teach that feels so satisfying when you hit all these chains and all that kind of stuff. But then, and additionally, you score points like if you're the first person to go to every city on one section of the map, or the first to score maybe even more points if you're the one that gets every one that's a certain color, what's spread out all over the map. So there's all these like pools of, should I get this done first? Or should I just try to get all the purples done first? You know, or whatever it may be. And it's, I don't know if purple is one of them, I can't remember. But anyways, great time. Love that game. It's got miniatures too. So I know, and you, it's one of those ones that you can get so cheap oftentimes. And like it's just like that was what got me over. Like I kept thinking, why am I not gonna like a Daniele Tassini Simone Luciani game? Like I just thought, and it was like thirty bucks at some point or twenty five or something. I'm like, this is dumb. I'm buying it, and I was blown away by how much I liked it. Yeah, yeah. So. I, I, this has been on my list of wanting to play. You're right. We should have played this with all those other games that we played. Um, yeah. Okay, that's my number forty seven. Council of Four. My number 47 is a kind of a hoot and holler game. This is oh. Sheriff of Nottingham. Sheriff of Nottingham. Ranked 425 overall, so I'm out. I'm outside of the 100 right now. Uh, this yep. one has been on my list probably every year, if I had to guess. But in this game, you are trying to... You're taking goods into Nottingham, and the sheriff is going to stop you and decide whether or not they trust <laughs> you are bringing in what you actually said you're going to bring in. So I might say, I'm bringing in four bushels of apple and if you're the sheriff you're like i don't think so i don't think so i'm gonna check your bag and if i'm right then i'm gonna have to whoops here we go yeah it's not a lot of good shots you're gonna have to all right so if i'm correct then you're gonna have to pay me because you're wasting my time john you're gonna have to pay me some money if i'm wrong i'm gonna have to pay you some money because i was trying to smuggle those goods in and the goods that i was trying to smuggle in I don't get to take those in. Now, the ones that I claimed, the ones that were actually apples, I will get to take those in. Yeah. So it is a it is a bluffing game. It's a party game. It's a lot of really, really fun nonsense. You're just adding up the points at the end of the game, coins at the end of the game, and then you, uh, yeah, then, then you win. Now, I have the older version of the older, not the old, old version of this one, but I have the, uh, who did this one? I can't remember now. Arcane Arcane Wonders, this this version. I have this version oh, yeah. of it. I like this version better, the the look of it better with the expansion. You don't need the expansion. It just adds more, uh, an extra player on it. But I love, love, love this game. I don't get to play it enough because the people that I really play a lot of games with, the groups, don't necessarily love this style yeah. of game. So And it takes a, you know, bluffing games are not for everybody, but I love it. There it is. Sheriff of Nottingham. That's your number 47? 47. Okay, I, yeah, I bought that game uh, and played it once and sold it. So there you go. How about that? I thought it was yeah. kind of fun, but my wife hated it, and my youngest son loved it. And I'm just like, oh, we're never gonna play this game. And but it was it was fine. Yeah. yeah, I think with the right group of people, it'd be really fun. Yeah, I agree. All right, my number forty six is ranked two hundred and thirty four overall. Is that surprising? Wait, wait, hold up. That's because the essential edition is ranked twenty nine overall. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I was going to say that's kind of weird. Okay, so you probably know what this is right now. If you play this game, number 29 overall is Viticulture, <laughs> Essential Edition. Um, so this will be interesting. So this is like the game when I got into board gaming, like really heavy into games. Like it, I played it and just loved it. Yeah. And a worker placement, this came out in 2015. It was one of the 
first, you know, kind of worker placement games I had played. And I immediately fell in love with worker placement games because of this game. And in this game, you have your own vineyard, you're planting vines, you're growing grapes, you know, and you're selling them as wine, right? And you have all these different worker placement spots to go to, to harvest your grapes and so forth and so on. Um, and it just is a game that I can pull out with anyone. I brought it up with uh, Ryan, who I talked about earlier, who hasn't played a ton of games, but he's smart. And Justin, our buddy Justin. Uh, <laughs> it's funny you had to justify no, that. He's, I'm just he's saying, smart. Like, he's not a moron. He, I just say he picks up games pretty quick. Like, you oh, know, okay. those certain, you know, and he asks a lot of questions because he's highly competitive and he wants to win. And he did. He won. Like, I've played this game so many times and he'd never played it before. But I, I, I do have to admit, do you do this? Just question. If you're playing with people that haven't played much, do you take your foot off the gas a little? I would say yes. I do. Probably I do. I would say I do because I, 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 I want people to enjoy it and have a good time. I do. And yeah. so, and I, I don't also, crunch as much for that on purpose for that reason. I also coach. Yes, people, I, do. I do. But I don't too much. I, I try not to do it too much, and maybe I do. I don't know, but and and sometimes I do. I guess. I hope I don't. I want people to have a good experience more than I want to win. Bingo. We're the same when it comes to that. So that's that kind of happens. But I, so speaking of, they came out with the cooperative viticulture world. What That's is it? right. Mm-hmm. Uh, really good. Yeah, I mean, Dean Dean was just like, "This is really good, John. We got to play it." And I wasn't super excited about it, um, but I wanted to try it, and it was better than I expected. Yeah, really cool, like technology tiles where you can upgrade the spots or and stuff like that, and it's really well done. I uh, I wanted to buy it, but my wife didn't like it because she doesn't like cooperative games. That's a shame. She doesn't like cooperative games because she feels pressure to perform. And she feels like she's disappointing you if she makes wrong mistakes. That's why. Oh, yeah. So it's not, it's not, yeah, if she could get over that. She would like that, those types of games. But, you know, if I, she makes a move and I go, mm, she's like, what? You know, and I'm like, sorry, I should never have said that. I just recognize that I disappoint people <laughs> all the time. Yeah, me too. And, uh. I'm just I'm, o- I'm, uh, I'm all right with that. What I'm gonna look this up uh, the new viticulture, see what it's rated if it's like shooting up or not. You know the world. The you mean? Yeah, or yeah. The cooperative expansion. I'm, I'm just curious. Seven, it probably doesn't have that many. Oh, it doesn't even. Well, it doesn't do the rankings, but it does. Seven point nine. Oh, it's only got it three hundred fifteen. Yeah. Versus okay. the eight that viticulture is the essential edition. So. Yeah, it's it's if you like viticulture and you're interested in a cooperative, you need to go buy that. Yeah, it's sold out everywhere. I think. <laughs> but is that right? Okay. I, I think so. So, anyways, uh, viticulture is just a classic. Hard to take that off my list. Speaking of classic, well, forty six. Speaking of sort of classics, yes, <laughs> yes. forty six viticulture. All right, so my forty six is a pre- pretty popular game as well. It's Kalis. I put Kalis thirteen oh three. I had played the original a long time ago, so I don't I don't remember much of the comparison. Anyway, but I really love Kalis thirteen oh three. This is another game that. It is not for everybody. This is a worker placement game where you're putting... 916 overall. Sorry, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. No, thank you. Um, and you, if you want to go ahead and look up the original one, because I bet yep. it's much higher. Yep. But Kayla's 1303, the one we're talking about, is a worker placement game. You're putting your workers out there, and then you're going to be activating them. But is the 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 horse rider, what is his name? What's he called? Provost. The Provost. I knew he started with a P. <laughs> the Provost is going to be moving back and forth, and if he moves back behind your spaces... You don't get to take those actions, which means this game can get pretty mean, right? Yeah. Um, if if I'm a huge jerk, or if I'm just trying to play competitively, you don't have to be a jerk. I might 
I might take out all of the spots that I can that will help somebody else. Yeah. Um, so you are going to be building buildings with the resources that you're getting. You're going to be obviously gaining points, that sort of thing. And I just really like this game. I like the the character abilities that you can get. And you can have multiple abilities. Yep. And you can take abilities from other people, which can be another mean thing about this game. But I just like it. But you can't play with everybody because some people might get their feelings hurt. True. I So here's the thing. I think that we need to do a showdown between this and the original. I would personally love to try that. Okay. So... I think that different that you would need it. Like, could you play the original version with the new version? No, I, I there they there are some differences, and I think it would be worth talking about. I really do. Okay. Because like you, your experience with the old one was not that great, right? Like you were like, no, it's, it's not fine. that it wasn't great, but I just I had only played the if I remember right the the video version, okay. like the video game version. The video version. What is that? <laughs> like you put a VHS tape. And- <laughs> It says, put in take two if you make this move. Um, but you really love this version. And I've got the original, so I got the Ugly Man version. That's something we should do at some point in time. If I remember right, I think you like the older version I like better. the older version better, I think. But like, I would like to go back and play that because it's been a couple years. So that's why I said that. Just maybe selfish. It's okay. a cute little meeple on the finger there. It is. I don't quite get that. But no. that is Kalis1303, my number 46. <laughs> My number 45, uh, the original Kalis is 89 overall. So yeah, okay. You asked I thought that. that would be pretty high. Yeah. My number 45 is 40 overall. So now we're starting Ooh. to we're starting to cook because we had 20-something overall and now 40 overall. And I'm going to guess that this is very high on Dean's list. My blood is boiling that it's not higher on your list. Blood Rage. There it is. So Blood Rage is a game that just sucks you in right and mm-hmm. so you're going to have all this area control and slaughter maybe and fighting for these you know provinces and trying to fulfill quests but all of that hinges around a drafting at the beginning of the round which is always fun and drafting cards to really help yourself out probably hate drafting a little bit like especially if someone's kind of running away with it and you kind of see their strategy yeah. Oh man, is that your painted minis? No, it's not. I'm oh. gonna put up some painted minis because okay. I think that's is. Uh, you, you gotta have painted I saw minis. Dean, in this Dean game. wants to talk. Yeah, he always wants to show that. This is uh, I, I, my favorite Eric Lane game. I would say, um, and I think a lot of it has to do with it's one that my buds just love, and like it is the number one game whenever. Like, and I'm talking about my friends that aren't like heavy gamers. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like just, uh, but do play games. Uh, they just, every time we get together or something, there's no, no one ever saying boo to let's play. It's, if it's, you guys want to play blood rage? Yes. Like unanimous. Yes. We hoot and holler. We laugh. Someone gets their feelings hurt every time. Yeah. Someone's complaining about something and it's fun. Somebody just texted me about this yesterday. I really want to play blood rage. Who? That was it. Yeah. It was one of my former students that. I played several games with them and, and we never had the big, a big enough group. Usually it's just three of us. And I was like, I'd yeah. rather have a, a four or five player game myself. I'm, I want to play that right now. I do too. See, bump it up yeah. on your list. That's cool. Maybe we should play that tomorrow 45 night. of all time out of all the games that we play is, you know, my, uh, yeah, we didn't say that. If you see this, oh, you won't see this. I was gonna, video. I was gonna put it. At but the on the po- yeah, yeah, at the yeah, podcast, yeah, we're doing a Meeple Town game night in Nashville. Sean's coming, and I bet he would. Sean Clark's coming. I bet he would really like Blood Rage. Maybe we should play some Blood Rage. Shout out to Sean. I know he's listening. People have high expectations that I'll be amazing at this game. You know what? I'm not amazing at this game. You're not bad at it. 
I don't usually win this game. Jonathan always wins. He I always wins everything. I hate I hate that he wins this one. I mean, like he just he wins this one every time. Okay. Blood Rage, you're number forty five or something. That's right. You, you want said to double 30 check minutes us on, on this video. I think this is going to be more. We think. got it. We got it. My number 45 is Viticulture. So I don't have to talk about this whole lot. I pulled up the... All right, my number 44 is... <laughs> I pulled up the initial Viticulture. Now, if you're like glued to my list and you have every game memorized from all the past years of my list, you might know that Viticulture has not made my list in a couple years. I you said it wasn't going to make it this year. Yep. You just you, you pulled an Audible this morning, didn't you? Uh, no, no, no. Uh, so I accidentally, when I was doing the pub meeple, somehow I eliminated Viticulture from that I've list. I've done that before. And so it didn't pop up. Now, Viticulture would not normally pop up. Viticulture World really bumped this game up for me. You were I loving it. love, love that expansion. I think it is so cool. Enough that I actually ordered the Maracaibo expansion because it's also a cooperative expansion to a hmm. game that is not normally cooperative. I, I'm really play that. digging this. And it, the thing I like is John talked about the, the worker placement spots that get better if you build up, like if you put those tiles out in those spots, it makes them better. But I also love the scenarios. So there, there's different scenarios. You're going around to these different continents and you are trying to be the best in, like as a team, you're trying to be the best on that continent. But each one you go to is going to give you different abilities. It's going to change mm-hmm. up the rules too. I just love that. There's a ton of replayability in that box. Love the expansion. I already really love the game anyway, but I think the expansion really pushed it up on the list for me. Viticulture, my number 45. Larissa and I played easy, one of the easy continents and got just waxed. Like it wasn't that close. Yeah, this game is not easy for me. I don't I'm not very good at this one either. Nope. Anyway. Number 45, Viticulture. All right, so number 44 for me, I think is a game that people who follow us might be surprised. Would you say that, that might be on my list? It's, yeah. You think it's 658 overall. It's a Martin Wallace game. Australia. Dean and I p- played this again, what, this last week. I was That's like, right. you know, Dean, I haven't played this in a while. I'm really jonesing to play this game. Um, and I just love it. Like, it is this perfect mix to me and that's why i put it in front of blood rage even though blood rage actually has yeah it's like this perfect mix of theme and euro goodness because Mm -hmm. you're you know you're doing like the euro thing you're putting you know some cubes onto actions and you're performing those actions and you're doing things like i'm building rails and tracks also building up an army and you know going and mining for resources you know it feels very kind of euro-y there moving on hexes you know on a map but then you have these yeah. battles with um, what are they called? The what? The ancient ones, the ancient old ones, ones, the old ones. Yeah, 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 the, the old, old ones, ones, the old ones. Yeah. With the old ones, and but and it's based on how you've built up your army. But what's cool is like I'm not chucking dice, I'm flipping over cards, and so that kind of balances out. Like if you were really good at paying attention you could be like okay and i do some of this but not a much man there's been a lot flipped over for this so mm, i bet there's a chance that i'm not gonna do so well with that type of a 
you know, unit at this moment in time yeah. or whatever. And so it's just it's just fun to go out there and it's semi co-op because if, you know, one of the ports that you start with gets destroyed, then everyone, you know, loses the game. And if at the end of the game the board actually scores points, the old ones score points. So if you don't kill like Cthulhu and some of these things that have a lot of points on them, you're going to lose to the board. And so you, you know, Dean's playing Which the game. Which almost happened to us I know, really Dean, early. Dean, like, almost lost it for us, and yet, and kept complaining about, it's they're attacking me, they're attacking me. And I'm like, yes, but that's good, because no one's attacking me, and I'm not scoring points. And he kicked my butt at this game. I mean, it was like a, it was a daddy spanking. And it was just a hoot. Did you have a good time? Uh, I had a I really great this time playing this with you the other yeah. day. And I would play it right now again if you were like, let's play Australia. So much to where I was like, I need to get some of those expansions. And there's a new one, Tasmania, I think, that's one to two player expansion, which would be great for us. Yeah. Yep. So I fun. Totally agree with that. This is a really fun game. Great theme. The combat system is excellent. Alternate history, 1930. Yeah, all of that. Having a really, really thematic, and this is super thematic, mm-hmm. Euro We Get Goodness. It did not make my list. I don't even Dang. know. It, it would maybe be in my top 100, and that's not because I don't like it. I really like this game a lot. It's just kind of fits in a, a little bit of a weird spot. But yeah, it, it's... Maybe that's why. Maybe it's weird for some people, but it's good for daddy. Yep. Well, I don't know how to respond to that. But number yeah. 44, Australia. Uh, all right. My number 44 is a super thematic game, Zombicide. <laughs> Keeping the theme rolling. Specifically, I'll say Black Plague, Green Horror. Wow, I thought this would be higher for you. Any of those. Uh, top 50 is really good. The problem is, this is another one. Steven, I talked about Steven, our, our buddy Steven. He and I really like to play this game. It's just been a while. We've been wanting to get it to the table recently. Maybe once we get through our Pandemic Legacy campaign mm-hmm. at some point. But anyway, Zombicide Black Plague is a dice chucker. You're going around the board and you are... Uh, collecting weapons that you find. You're going to search for different weapons. It does not come with the walls. If you're watching the video right now, it's got this super deluxe. You like that, huh? Like, do you have version that? of this game? No, I do have a Would lot. Would you of like that or painted minis? Uh, yeah, I think so. But it also could get in the way. Man, there is hard to find any pictures of like. It's because all they want to do is it's people like you, Dean, or they just want to see the minis. That's they all they wanna... care about. Everyone wants to brag on their minis. You think They're so? Like, Look at my mini. Well, this is not helpful. Okay. That's cool, mini. It's though. impossible to find a picture <laughs> of this game. All right. You're going around the there board. You go. You've got objectives that you need to complete, and you'll search in different rooms to try to upgrade your weapons and armor and all of that good stuff, and, and, and it's just fun. It's yeah. just a really, really fun time. I like all the different versions that I've played of this game, and there's a bunch. There's a Western theme. There's a space theme. There's uh marvel uh zombies that's coming out there's i mean you name it and it is out there this is a fantastic game for me again if you don't like dice chucking like marathrashy super thematic games this is not for you it's not a super strategic game at all it's just fun this is like like the if you listen to the podcast earlier this is like the mcu of board games yeah just kind of like fun whatever i'm saying this as someone who's never played the game but Dean has explained it to me quite a bit. Like, I'd like for you to play this. You, you might. I, I would like to play it actually. Yeah. If you know what you're getting Steven. into, and you're like, okay, this is it is what it is. It's a really fun game. There you go. Zombicide Black Plague, which is, um, I'll go ahead and pull that. You're up. You're number forty four, and overall, it's pretty high. Two oh seven. Two oh seven. Yeah. Okay. Zombicide might be higher. I don't know. All right, my number forty three is Roll for the Galaxy. I just jumped right in there, huh? Thomas Lehman game. Um, 
speaking of dice chuckers, since you said that earlier, I should have used that as the segue. Uh, in this game, you're it's a fast-paced game that you can play in, what, like 20, 30 minutes, Dean? Where you're yeah. building the galaxy out, but you're doing that by chucking dice and lining dice up um, to perform actions and different powers of those actions. But there's ways to manipulate the dice, is what I like about it. Like, I'm not a big... I'm not a big just dice chucker roller person, but dice chucker roller person. But whenever you can manipulate them, there is kind of that fun of, ah, okay, I've got this. And then, like, what can I make these do? You know, whenever you roll that out. And as you begin to build out your galaxy, you know, you're getting, you know, more points for doing certain things with certain dice and blah, blah, blah. It's just a fun one, man. Yep. Totally agree with this. You might see this one a yeah, little bit higher on my list. This was one that we did not play at building up to this that I'm kind of disappointed in. We tried to, but we just didn't get a chance to. Funny enough, I've played, I've been playing Jump Drive lately on, on Board Game you Arena. You like it? I do. I do. It is not a killer of any of those games for me, but I think it's fun. The funny, I don't know if it's needed, though, is the problem. No, is it Jump Drive? No, no, that's not right. What's the other one? My City? Nope. It's, I think it's, it's jump in drive. This, it's in this realm. Maybe it is. Maybe it is jump drive. That's what you're play. talking about. Yeah. Okay. Well, here's the funny thing about this, Dean, is that I really wanted to play this because I brought out Race for the Galaxy a couple months ago and hadn't played it in a while and loved it. So I'm a little worried that maybe for years I've said roll is better. Maybe Race would beat it, Dean, but I had to play this. I haven't played this. Ugh. Maybe Sorry, not. Not Jump Drive. Jump Drive is in this realm, too. It's New Frontiers that I've been playing oh, yeah, lately. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Um, yep. Which somebody in my group, Meeple Town. So Meeple Town has a board game arena group. And somebody in that group was saying that this was like a Do Puerto like Rico it a killer. It is not a killer of either one of these games, but I think it's fun. I think it's really fun. Cool. Yep. yep. 43, Roll for the Galaxy. Yep. Roll for the Galaxy. My number 43 is another Dice Chucker. <laughs> the same exact game. Project Elite. <laughs> Is this the same game as, as Zombicide? Yep, it's the same game. You're just doing it a little bit differently. <laughs> it is not. This is a real-time game where you It's similar are, except for it's real-time. It, it does have some similarities yeah. for sure. You're searching for weapons and things like that. People like to paint up the miniatures. I've actually been painting through this recently. Mm. And, oh man, here we go again. It's going to be hard to find any gameplay shots without any... There we go. Nope, that's not it. That's got like a Snorlax You're, sitting on the board. Uh, oh my goodness. Snorlax. Snorlax. Okay. You've got zombies that are coming out, not zombies, you've got aliens that are coming out and they are trying to get to your base. You're trying to push them back by also and also completing these different objectives. So you've got these little square pieces around the board and you're, you are locking dice into those squares so that you can complete the objectives, whatever they are. It might be like you're trying to get a sample, you're trying to destroy the nest or whatever that is. And you've got boss characters that will come out as well that are more difficult, but it really is, like John said, it is kind of zombicide, real-time zombicide is kind of what it feels like, mm -hmm. even though it's alien theme. Really love this game a lot. That is Project Elite. There it is, number 43. All right, so my number 42 is ranked 200 overall, and this is by uh, a man they call Ode. Project Elite is 786 overall. Okay, so my bad. Go ahead. Like Ron Haas. Yep. That's it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for spilling the beans. I pulled it up on the screen and it just instinctively came out. Speaking of Stefan Feld, Lagranha has a lot of people have said that it has those Feld feels. Michael Keller also uh, designed this. Um, but in this game, you have cards and the card play, I think, is probably 
the most interesting piece because there's so many different things that you can do with these cards that mm-hmm. you're getting. You can make, put them out into a field to give you a place to where you can, you know, get resources or whatever you can use them for. And you can use them for one of these things, use them for the text that's on the card. That could be a really super special, you know, powerful ability, or you could use it as like a cart to put your goods into and ship them off to market. And it just has all these really cool Euro-y fun mechanics. Um, Even in the middle, you have this kind of kick thing out just like Luna, which is a good game. And it all comes together to be a really fun game uh, dice drafting, which I really like dice drafting. And Dean, you like this one, right? I like it quite a bit. You and just haven't, we, it's probably not made your list cause you haven't played it in a while. And, but I think I remember when we played it, you were like, Oh, this is really good, John. Yep. Uh, here's the thing though. I just we, want we him to, this, to give me some affirmation. Validation. Yeah. Okay. We played this during COVID on BGA several That's times. Right. And so I actually have not played the physical version of this Oh, game. we haven't. We, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. This is one, I think, and I really considered backing this one too, and I'm maybe yeah, kicking myself no, that I, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't back the new one, but I probably should have. I, I think I probably should have too. Should have backed that thing up. <laughs> I think this, I this is one that probably I would really enjoy if I played the physical version of it, yeah. is my guess. So I think you're right. It could make my list someday at some point, but it's not there. Yeah, and this is one that has been on my list for several years as well. So I've kind of been on a thing where I think Australia, Roll for the Galaxy, and Legranha, and Blood Rage, I think the last four have been on my list. But my next one will be new to the list. But let's uh Do you want to suspense. skip me? and, and No. Do, okay. I just want a little suspense. I just want to string it out. Mine is not new to my list. No. This is Survive Escape from Atlantis. It's been on my list, I'm pretty sure, every year, if I had to guess. This is 302 overall, and in this game, I've got a lot of thematic games on here, don't I? Yeah. None of that's a surprise. I haven't played Survive in a really long time. I sold that. I didn't play it this year. I usually play this on my my Mancation getaway trip. We usually play this several times. I I don't think we got it to the table this year. Survive, you are on this island. You're trying to get off the island. You have your different meeples that have different values, which thematically is in poor taste, right? (laughs) Valuing other people above others. There are people in life that are just more valuable than others. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Would you say you're a six or a one value person? It depends on who you ask. (laughs) (laughs) So the more... Probably expendable for most people. (laughs) The more valuable people you get to the other side, whoever has the most points is going to be the winner. But basically, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. So especially the boat piece, when you get your people out on the boats, it's the fastest way to move across, unless you have fast swimmers. And... Whoever has people on the boat can control whoever has the you know the majority of people can control the boat and where it's gonna move, which means you might just sink a boat on purpose on purpose potentially or or have it knock overboard if you have a card where you have a swimmer and just say forget these other people, but you're gonna be sending around whales to knock over boats and sea monsters to eat people and boats and sharks to eat people that are swimming in the water. This is a really fun it is thematic fun. game great game to introduce to new people if they are really okay with this kind of this this kind of player interaction i think like a while ago steven introduced steven was one who introduced me to this game and like we just hooted and hollered and i went and bought it almost immediately yeah so i just haven't i just haven't had a reason to get to the table much and so i ended up selling it but i still like it super fun game you know actually this is this would be a really good one to bring back a a super deluxified version of this because it's already a pretty deluxe game but I think you could really add some it's things popular. in here. You could add new tiles. There, I think this would be, and you already have expansions if you just put all of that in a deluxe version of the box. 
Dean's, Dean's, Somebody needs to do that. I'd buy we it. We have so much sway. I will do a video for you. World. Someone's going to really listen to this and do it. <laughs> <laughs> that survived my number uh, 42. 42. All yeah, right. We only have one more left, right? Go for it. My number 41 is uh, new to my list, and that is Suburbia. And I know Dean is like really happy about this. I am, even though I don't think it's on my list, but... Are you serious? It's it's a it's in my fifties. I thought it was like pretty right. high for you. At one time, years. yeah. And okay, I just don't play it enough. And it's if it, if it's out of sight, it's out of the mind for me. For, so that's that's kind of where I'm at with my list. I feel like there's a caveat I'm going to give with this as I talk about this game, but it's a Ted Allspot game. Um, it's ranked 177 overall, um, 7.5 on BGG. It is a game that is. You're just basically taking tiles and you're doing what the tiles say. You know, like you're increasing your population and you're increasing your uh, reputation in this game. And whoever has the highest population, right? Yes, population uh, is going to win it. But depending on where you place the hexes, obviously, like putting things next to things, you don't want to have, you know, I think schools next to like heavy machinery, you know, areas and stuff like that. And so like factories and different things. And so like you have to really think about not only what tile are you pulling, because when you pull a tile from the row, you have to pay based on how far to the right or left it is. So do I really want to spend 20 bucks to jump all the way over here? But that tile is perfect for my city right now. Um, You're paying attention to other people's cities as well, because like it actually might affect like, yeah, what's going on? It may be like most pl- uh, airports in the whole suburbia or whatever. And so like if they have something that can actually benefit you and it's just such a cool balance. I-, I like the simplicity of the game that it's pretty easy to teach to just about anyone 2.77, but the balance of population and reputation or whatever, you know, like you're trying to figure out how to, you know, have the right amount of income um, that, so income, I'm sorry, versus population. So you're trying to get the right amount of income that that's going down over time as you're scoring more quote unquote points by increasing population. So you can't, you know, just go all out and increase your population super fast, or you're going to end up having no income to buy any tiles. And it just feels the whole game just feels like a, a tightrope kind mm-hmm. of, of trying to balance out how do I increase this population, but keep my money coming in and stuff like that. I love it. Now, caveat there are two tiles in this game that one is uh pr firm and the other is a casino Mm -hmm. and i think they are op so much if depending on when they come out so you can argue with me if you want depending on when they come out they're so op that it ruins the game and i've tossed those out i hate to say this i just and i usually just kind of rate games based on the way they are but I just love it so much that I have to look past that. Really wish, and again, maybe I'm wrong, really wish they would have, in this big deluxified version, did something with those two. They don't, they're not always OP, but when they come out early enough, it's just impossible, I think, to beat some people who get that tile. Or yeah. Those tiles. Yeah, so, I uh, I don't take them out, but I I'm I'm with you. I I get that. I totally get that. But the last, I mean, here's the deal. The last day I played that game, um, the last time I played that game, it was like my wife beat me so bad. She even said, "Yeah, that was just the PR firm came out super early. She jumped and spent a bunch of money and got it." And she was just like, she actually 
wasn't excited about that. I don't think she was like, yeah, we need to kick that tile out. Cause that just lost all the fun in the game. Yeah, no, it is. It is super expensive and you have to plan for it for sure. And it, but it almost is like you, everybody plans for it. And then, but you, whoever gets it, wins. whoever gets it is depending is on when it comes shape. out again, yeah. if it comes out later in the game, it's not as powerful, but if it's like one of the first C tiles that flips over and basically allows you to cross lines without losing any of your um, population engine, then mm-hmm. like it's just like there's no way. Like I looked back and I'm like, she crossed 30 lines of income. Yeah. Like and that's that's not just points. Like and so it's just like there's no way I could have beaten that. Yeah. I don't think. Like yeah. it just it really sours the game. But everything else is so good. I got it on here, man. I, I really like Suburbia. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. I think this is a fantastic game. Love this one. Are you you going to see it on my list? Who knows? Who knows if you will? I don't know. There it is. All right. My number 41 and the last one of the day is Small World. Hey. One that I love and have loved since the get-go. I've got most everything for this. Not everything, but in this game, you've got this board, and the board is uh, different size depending on how many different players you have because you want to have this small world depending on how many people you have. Mm-hmm. So in this, you're going to start out putting your tiles and uh, you'll put them out on the board. And basically you're just like, you're combating for these different spaces. It's an area control kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But the coolest thing is you're drafting, you've got this power and you have this race tile that get put together. You're shuffling them all up and then they come out and whatever you might have a, uh, a you know, let me look at one of these that are on here. Um, I can't look at it. You might have rat men that are also really good in the hills or something like yeah. that. Um, you're you're going to have both those races and the, there we go, and the powers matched up. And then at some point, you're going to go with those for a few rounds. And at some point, you'll go into decline. And then you'll you'll draft a new one and, and go into decline again. And whoever has the most money at the end of the game, money is hidden in this game, so you don't really know, but you have a good idea. I I just really like this game. It is, it is a, it is, it's an attacky game, but it also doesn't really feel that attacky, I guess. Like, I mean, it, I guess it does, but I guess it, it also feels kind of lighthearted because everybody's going to be losing You're tiles. Go, everyone's there. going to, yeah. Yeah, but people it's, could get their feelings hurt though. Yeah, the mechanics in this game are really simple. I don't know, honestly, I don't quite know why I still love this game so much. It seems like one of those that that it would have died out over time. I love for this would have died out, but it just hasn't. I still really enjoy this. I play this one in the app a lot. My wife and I enjoy playing this even two player. I I enjoy a higher player count better, yeah. but even at two, I think it's a lot of fun because the board is smaller. Just a really fun game. That is Small World. I also love the the look of this game. It's beautiful. So that came out in 2009. Did you say it was ranked 298 overall? I did not. I, okay. Um, and when it came out, it was like one of my favorites, like for a long time. Yeah. Like this was yeah. this was up there with like Catan that I was playing and Puerto Rico and some of those games. So I I think I, yeah. The, the replayability is through the roof in this game, though. Yeah. Because of all the different combinations that can come out. And then the area control, to me, just doesn't really get old because you're fighting back and forth and it's not the same old, same old. So it's good. Like I, I have thought this one would have fallen for me at some point, and it just... It just hasn't. And it could maybe it's because my wife does love this one too. I don't know. That maybe. definitely factors in. It's fallen for me just because I've found other area control games that I like better. You know what I mean? Right. Like Blood Rage, I like a lot better. So I'll just rather play Blood Rage. And so it's kind of fallen because of that. But yep. 
Anyway. It's true. But that is our 50 through 41 board games of That's all it. time. John, why don't you tell people how they can get in touch with us? All right. So if you have been watching the video, we do have a podcast. So I want to say that first of all, which you can listen to on Google Play, Stitcher, Apple Podcast, everything. Just search Meeple Town, all one word, and you'll be able to find that if you want to check us out on that. Um, we're at Meeple Town Games on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you'd like to support us, we're patreon.com slash Meeple Town. And we're Board Game Geek Guild 3407. Thanks for coming down to Meeple Town. We talk about this every year, but should we officially do a Whose List is Better poll at the end? Yeah. That would be fun. What do like you think? we want to rate, like get people to tell us whose list yeah. is better. Yeah, let's I, do it. I have no, I will feel no offense if people say your list is better than mine. We'll put money on it. Really? No, heck no. No, because I think yours is better. What?